We are going to energize the country. Stop Brexit. No more Mr. Nice Guy. Share us a notch of the cigarette, I didn't use it. Hello and welcome to the Debated Podcast. Uh, I'm your host, Will, and in this episode, I'm joined by Christopher Johnson, who Hello. is the uh, de facto Liberal Democrat chair for uh, Bangor University. Uh, welcome to the podcast, Christopher. It's great to have you on. Yeah, it's good to be on. Um so to begin with, I'd uh, like to start. Of course, you are the uh, de facto uh, Lib Dem chair for Bangor. Yeah. First of all, I'd like to ask, uh, the, the Lib Dems have been doing very well recently. They have increased to uh, 16 seats, as we're recording yeah. this, uh, with likelihood that they will probably be increasing to more. Do you think that um, the future for the Liberal Democrats is one that everything is open all possibilities are there, you know, they will do very well at any coming general election. Well, I, I definitely think so. Um, I've been, I'm, I'm rather into looking at polls, and one of the um, things I've noticed, actually, if you run poll projectors, is that the Lib Dems either need to overtake Labour or stay very close behind them, and as long as we do that, then um, there's uh, really should be no problem. So do you think that um, the situation with uh, Labour, where it seems to be sort of like generally on a remain path, do you think that that's something that can be sustained through a general election period, or do you think that voters will just see the Liberal Democrats as naturally the party of remain? Um, well, Labour has a rather mixed record. I think... I think what Jeremy Corbyn, I'm going to say something controversial here for a Lib Dem, I think Jeremy Corbyn's doing an okay thing by focusing more on talking, on being anti-no deal than being leave or remain. However, uh, his record and the record of the Labour Party has shown that they've got a complicated, more or less leave record. So, uh, yes, I think uh, the Lib Dems will remain, nationally, definitely, um, as the uh, remain party. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Now, the Liberal Democrat uh, leader, Joe Swinson, seems a bit unsure at the moment as to the timing of a general election. When do you think would be the best time to have a general election? Well, they've just voted down um, one on the 14th of October. Mm-hmm. I think um, we need to wait until after 1st of, of October make sure we can stop a no-deal Brexit, mm-hmm. and then um, I, I definitely think we're going to... I definitely think we're going to have a completely different government by this time next year. Mm. Um, yeah. what, what sort of government do you think that will be? I mean, obviously, as a Liberal Democrat, I would yeah. expect you hope the Liberal Democrats to be involved in that in some regard. What, what, what sort of government would you be expecting? Well, um, Jo's made it very clear she's not going into coalition with either Labour or the Conservatives because mm-hmm. of their historic leave records. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think I think um, there's a 50-50 chance, talking realistically, that the Lib Dems will um, might become the third party again or they might remain as the fourth. Um, the, there's also, I was hearing the other day, there's a 50-50 chance it might be a, um, hung Parliament, 50-50 chance it might be a Conservative majority. So um, what I'm hoping 
the best case scenario would be a hung parliament with maybe um maybe Lib Dem third party and uh, Labour marginally ahead of the Conservatives because mm. um in that case there's room for schism and then um the Lib Dems might become government by default. So mm. yeah. Ah. Now, um, one of the arguments that has been against uh, waiting for a general election, one that the Prime Minister has echoed, is that somehow the other parties are sort of like running away from democracy or that they're playing chicken to a degree. Do you think that this argument could potentially backfire on him? Oh, de- oh definitely, yes. Um, I mean, we've seen uh, the... 21 Tory martyrs, I call them, um, who were kicked out this week, uh, some of whom, like Ken Clark, weren't going to stand the next election, but now they will. Uh, there's, um, you've, we've seen, uh, well, yeah, we've, we've seen, um, people joining the Liberal Democrats, like Philip Lee and today Luciana Berger, um, who are, who are obviously seeing that the Lib Dems are the home for Remain, and, uh, yes, and it's crucial to remember that, um, Boris has lost his majority, so, um, really he's just, um, really he's just, uh, talk, saying what he likes because he can't be held to account for it. Hmm. Now, one of the places where the Liberal Democrats have done particularly well was at the recent Brecon and Radnorship by-election. Mm-hmm. And um, Joe Dodds, who was the Liberal Democrat candidate... Jane Dodds. Uh, Jane Dodds, sorry. Uh, the Liberal Democrat uh, candidate, who's the leader of uh, the Welsh Liberal Democrats, made her maiden speech yesterday in the House. And one of the issues that she brought up was that under a no-deal, uh, Welsh lamb, for example, would be faced with a 40% tariff. Do you think that even though that Wales voted uh, quite substantially to vote for Leave, that issues like this will convince people in Wales to perhaps change their mind and support uh, Remain more? Well, I, I, th- I think they're already convinced, really. Um, that, I mean, the, the county where Bangor is, uh, Gwynedd, that voted uh, overwhelmingly to... Um, remain in the election and um i think now that i think it was there were promises as usual made in the referendum which then haven't been followed through on and i think that's got a lot of uh especially farmers quite angry so um so yes i think remain for um support for remain in wales is definitely on the rise how do you um tally that with for example how the brexit party did in the European elections, they did very well in Wales. Do you think that Wales is quite split, or do you think that it's slightly more to leave and it might be moving back towards Remain? I I think, yeah, I think, well, the issue issue you've got to realise with the European elections is that the DONT system sort of works, well, it's good for proportional, but on the other hand, you to a certain extent need to have parties um working with each other and that that didn't just didn't happen in the um election you know the Plaid Cymru had a um their European election was more or less along the lines of um don't vote lib well first of all it was um we we can get two seats in European Parliament then it was we're the only 
we're the only party that can get one seat in European Parliament. And then on election day itself, it was, um, if you don't vote for us, we won't get a seat in European Parliament. So you see, there were a bit, and in fact, that rhetoric was uh, specifically against the Lib Dems, whereas if they, if they hadn't done that, there's a chance the Lib Dems would have been able to get up to the number of votes they needed to um, get a seat, and then uh, the scene would have been very different on election night. Mm. Now, uh, speaking of Plaid, what do you think their influence will be in the way that uh, Wales, uh, Welsh politics shifts? Do you think that they could be the uh, the party that shifts it in more in one direction or the other? Or do you think that they're not uh, quite as relevant at the moment as perhaps they have been in the past? Clyde, Clyde's an interesting case. They have um, support right across Wales, but it tends to be especially focused in the uh, in the north and west. It's certainly not as widespread, at least under first-past-the-post, as the SNP's is, for example, in Scotland. Um, the I think I think they're dang, I think they're worryingly relevant actually. Uh, Wales is becoming more. I think the word is indie curious, which means it's looking into independence more, especially as a result of Brexit and um, and therefore and Plaid's uh, obviously taking the lead in that. Um, but actually, uh, Lee. If Wales leaves the UK, then it's going to have sort of Brexit-style recession pretty much as soon as it leaves. So, um, you know, it's uh, I see I see, I think they are overstating their case a little bit. Now, uh, Plaid also have a great deal of uh, influence in the Welsh Assembly. Now, uh, in the last Welsh Assembly elections, the Liberal Democrats didn't do too well no no but we got we got the thing is labor were two seats short so we're actually in coalition with them because we have uh we have one mp and then there's an independent who's also in government so we uh are um so kirsty williams who's the uh am for brecon and radden she um she's actually the welsh education minister and that actually was quite funny the other week because uh jeremy corwin went to swansea and started complimenting the Welsh Labour government on uh, how well they'd done the education policy, and what he didn't realise is it was a Lib Dem who was education minister. <laughs> well, do you think that they can do better at the next set of assembly elections? Definitely, I think what we had working against us in 2017 was um, it was just after a um, well, we'd had the coalition and uh, support had fallen quite drastically. For us in that, uh, I think, especially with the uh, Lib Dem surges that we're seeing, um, especially with the Lib Dem surges that we're seeing, we're going to see an increase of potentially five or six seats across both constituency and regional votes in the um, next assembly elections. How influential do you think the Welsh Assembly is on the way that? Uh... Welsh politics in general, uh, Westminster MPs representing Welsh constituencies work because the Assembly has had Labour in a majority position pretty much since it was created. Well, well yeah, that's understandable. There's there's lots of um, 
working class areas, especially in the south and um, on the borders with England in the north. So um, it's quite understandable that they uh, that Labour would be in a dominant position. But what I was going to say is, do you think that it reflects Welsh politics truly, or do you think that it's a somewhat distorted reflection of... Well, uh, that's an interesting question, actually, because um, La- Labour actually comes top, came top, and I'm assuming will come top, if the Westminster seats, as well as in the Assembly... So I think I think it's fair to say that uh, Welsh people that they quite like Labour. However, there is quite a turn over to um, parties like Plaid Cymru and the Lib Dems because um, because of uh, Labour's unclear position on Brexit. But um, at the same time, Welsh Labour has now, and especially the uh, First Minister for Wales, has now declared that Welsh Labour will. Um, be an unambiguously remain party. So, I don't know. I don't know what's going to happen at the next one. So, do you think that with um, this shift by Welsh Labour, that if Wales becomes more of a perhaps shifts more to remain, that this may have an impact on the rest of the United Kingdom as a whole? Um. No, not necessarily. I think because I because uh, the thing you've got to realise is that the first minister's head of the assembly group. I think the parliamentary group might uh, think. Well, I think it subscribes to Labour's still unclear policy on on Brexit. And um, but on the other hand, uh, I'd know whether there'll be a shift or not. Uh, well, of course, as you say, the um... yeah parliamentary group, uh, Stephen Kinnock's recent amendment to the uh, bill that's going through uh, the Houses of Parliament at the moment, uh, which succeeded by accident, will potentially be bringing back uh, the former Prime Minister Theresa May's deal. Do you think that this reflects that in, at least in terms of the MPs, that there is still a desire to leave, but to leave with a, a deal of some sort? Well, I think yeah, I think there are a couple of uh, Labour MPs who want that, and several more Conservative MPs. Um, the but yes, I think that uh, Stephen Kinnock obviously wants to bring the withdrawal agreement back, but on the other hand. Um, I think there are plenty of other um, MPs in Wales of all parties who uh, want to either who want to uh, stop Brexit altogether. So, do you think that this will result in some sort of like conflict within the wider uh, Welsh Labour Party? Mm, I don't. I don't actually know much about the Welsh Labour Party other than. Uh, what I read in the news, but um, so actually I couldn't possibly comment on that one. Do you think that given the uh, the Liberal Democrats in Wales and Liberal Democrats across the country have had a very sort of um, clear message on Brexit, and similarly the Brexit Party have had a very clear message on Brexit, that we're seeing 
the end of a sort of a, a two-party era of politics and perhaps shifting to more sort of like fractious uh, separatist parties across the country and in Wales. Well, in Wales, there's always been a thought, well, at least since the, definitely since the Assembly was formed in 97, there's, um, there's always been a three-party system with Tories, Labour and Plaid Cymru often going for the same seats. And then Lib Dems, I, we, we, we could take three or four in the next election, but, um, but yeah, I think, yeah, definitely looking at the national picture, we're going to, um, go for, I think we're definitely going to go from, Tory and Labour to Tory, Labour, Lib Dem and maybe Brexit Party, although now it seems more unlikely than it did two months ago. Mm. Um, do you think that, obviously, the main reason that has generated such uh, amount of fractious uh, behaviour in the different political parties is because of Brexit, do you think that once Brexit is resolved, whenever that may be, that the Liberal Democrats will be able to sustain the growth they have seen in this period? Oh, I think definitely. I think um, we're now starting to work off the um, coalition legacy, and um, yeah, the fact that we've seen 2,000 new members this week alone kind of shows you that support's growing. So, um, we're, so uh, I think... Uh, we're definitely going to uh, get back a few seats we might have lost over the last um, 10, 15 years. Do you not at all perhaps worry about using the uh, the history of the Liberal Democrats in the coalition, given that the coalition is such a divisive uh, government amongst potential swing voters? The... Um... Yeah, possibly. The um the coalition uh included I think two Welsh MPs uh from Lib Dems, more from Conservatives, but um the uh but yes the I think yeah, I think as I say, I think the legacy's starting to uh work off because what we have now what we have now is we've had enough time that we've now got a generation which is willing to forgive and forget the coalition's mistakes, and a, and a um, generation that doesn't remember them in the first place. So, uh, and uh, those generations are growing. So, I think um, I think we're definitely going to. Um, that's definitely not uh, starting to stop working against us. Do you think that Brexit has damaged the Conservative Party in Wales? Yes, yes, I think I think it has. Uh, I was out um, canvassing in Llandrindod Wells on election day in uh, the Brecon and Radnorshire by-election, and uh, I was um, and there were some people who would have otherwise voted Labour who were telling me, "Yeah, we're voting Lib Dems because we don't want Brexit." So, um, so I think it, and obviously the biggest driver to the Lib Dems was Chris Davies of the Conservative Party, mm. so I definitely think they're, they're starting to lose support in Wales because of it. On the other hand, they've, uh, they topped the last Wales-wide poll, so um, I guess it remains to be seen. Why do you think the uh, local Conservative Association made the decision uh, to 
reselect him because it seemed to be one of the most um, damaging aspects of their potential uh, their by-election campaign to have someone who had been <laughs> thrown out of Parliament to then be their candidate again. What what do you think was behind that decision? Goodness knows. Maybe they were trying to go for an incumbency vote thing. I don't know. That actually, actually, that is a good point because um, another thing that uh, I didn't notice, but uh, other canvassers in Brecon and Radnorshire noticed, was that people were saying, "I'm voting Chris Davies rather than." I'm voting Conservative, so maybe there was a bit of incumbency vote which they were trying to work on. Mm. Do you think that that sort of uh, feeling of support for um, incumbents might help across the country? Members of Parliament like Anna Sue, Bree, Heidi Allen, others who have left their original party and have gone to other parties? Um, maybe. Uh, I in the, in the cases of Anna Subri and Heidi Allen, I doubt it, but um, definitely some of the um, Conservative MPs who were kicked out early this week, they could, um, they could definitely uh, hold on to their seats. And of course, we, we've had one from Wales, Gitto Bed, who um, was kicked out for... Uh, voting uh, against the government on Tuesday night. Do you think that um, in cases like, for example, uh, Luciana Berger, who has today joined the Liberal Democrats, that this is more a sense of joining a party and then if she loses her seat in a general election, then being able to go and to stand for another seat rather than hoping to... uh, retained Liverpool Walton for the Liberal Democrats? I think I, I think that's more likely to happen with Philip Lee. Um I think Luciana Berger I, I, I mean I don't I don't know her that well, she's just come up on my radar today, but um she's uh but she um but I think it's more likely that she'll be able to keep her seat in Liverpool than um Philip Lee will in um Bracknell. Do you think that if there is a uh, a whole parliament, as you mentioned earlier, as some people have suggested, do you think that this could be the beginning of the end for the two major parties? Definitely Conservative. Not sure about Labour. That might have redeemed itself in the public's eyes. But certainly it's... uh going to be nearing the end for the Conservative Party, yeah. What do you think will succeed the Conservative Party? What do you think it will form into? I couldn't possibly say at this stage. Um, Some people might go over to the Brexit Party, which is, as I say, gradually losing support. Others might might, uh, form another right-wing party or... um, join centrist parties like the Lib Dems, so, uh, but I couldn't possibly say at this stage. Uh, Nick Bowles has suggested that he might uh, form a progressive Conservative Party. Do you think that that would do well across the country? Do you think it would do well in Wales? New parties don't tend to do well. Um, the In Wales, I don't think so. I think the only person who might stand for that and succeed might be Gitto Beb, who I mentioned earlier. 
Um, otherwise, I think it will remain a toss-up between... I think Wales will remain split between Plaid Cymru, Labour and the Lib Dems. Uh, well, we're reaching the end of the uh, podcast. Thank you very much uh, for joining me, Christopher. I've got one final question that I would like to ask. Now, uh, the last census, there were several people who um, claimed, as who, who said as their religion, that they uh, were witches mm. uh, in Wales. Now, if you ever had any magical powers... What do you think you would do with them? I, 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 I don't, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, would you use it to transform the the Liberal Democrats into a, a majority government? I think that would probably. <laughs> yeah, that, that 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 would be good. Not sure if that's the first thing I'd use it for, but uh, <laughs> yes. Uh, well, uh, thank you for joining me on the podcast, Christopher. It's been a delight to have you. Uh, be great to have you back uh, any yeah. other time. Uh, yeah, it would be great to be on at another time as well. Well, um, it would be great to have you. Um, yeah. If you enjoyed this podcast, don't forget to subscribe to us on iTunes, on Spotify. You can follow us at Debated Podcast on Twitter, like us on Facebook, and be sure to listen to the next episode.